This is the Southern Hills Church of God, and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you and guides you and builds your faith. God bless and enjoy this message. You know, we, you know, I want to ask this before I kind of get going today. I'm curious today, you know, and how many of you in here by show of hands that you would, that you would love for God to build your faith? And to strengthen your prayer life. Absolutely. All the time. Um, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful to be in a church that, you know, understands that and agrees that I, you know, I, we pray. Prayer is a priority. I believe even that we have faith. And I'd say even good faith. But that we can always say that we can always have more. You know, I, I, I love the, um, the faith of a child. You know, I didn't have this in my notes, but I'm going to share it real quick. You know, they're... Um, Lord, this has been two or three months ago now, and I promise you, I've dealt with back pain for, Lord, four or five years. Um, two nerve blocks in my back. I mean, it's, it's, I've got two discs in my, um, lower back that bulge and cause great pain. And for about two, I'd say two months now, I've been pain free. And uh, praise the Lord, yeah, because after four years of, of it, you're just about tired of it. And you, you lay down to bed, and it's hard to get up. And you don't want to get up. You sit down on the couch at night, and when your wife's got to help you to the bedroom, you know that there's an issue. I mean, and it was my seven-year-old son, my God, that wrote on our prayer wall, heal my dad's back. And he believed it. You see, there's something about having faith to say God can, but then believing that he will, okay? There's, there's a difference. I, it's easy for me to say that he can. I know God can. The Bible says that he can. I can announce over and over stories in the Bible, but somehow it's different when he does it to us. It's different. And so he, he wrote down, heal my daddy's back. And I, we... We get, I'm about to tell him myself because I'm supposed to be a man of faith and I'm supposed to be able to preach to you about faith. And we see that and we're thinking, oh, that's cute. Right? My son prayed for my back. Oh, you know, that's really sweet. You know, buddy, that's awesome, man. But he believed it. He believed it. And would you believe that next morning? I didn't have any pain. None. Don't tell me that childlike faith. The Bible talks about a childlike faith because when a child believes it to be, it is. And uh, so be it. God wants us as children of God to have that same type of faith. To, to believe, to God say it's done, and it is. We've been talking about these dangerous prayers because far too often we pray prayers that are too safe. And growing up, quite honestly, I'm going to be honest, my, my, prayer, my, my prayer life was almost non-existent, okay? Even as a pastor's kid. Because you hear it all the time. You live in a house that prays all the time. And it's like, I don't feel like I have to pray on my own because I know that there's praying for me. And as a child, I didn't understand the power of prayer. And I only prayed when it mattered. And I can only think of a couple times as a child. One is if I stepped into a test, uh, into a test at school that I was not prepared for. I'd always pray, God help me because I know I don't know nothing on this piece of paper. 
Am I the only one that has ever done that? Okay, I just, I, I would do that. And then the second time that I prayed is when I knew that I was in trouble. And I'd say, God, you got to help me here because I know what's about to happen. And then I guess you could say over the food, you know, God is great, God is good, let us thank him for this food. Or we'd say things like good food, good meat, good God, let's eat. And we'd say these type of things. And, and they're safe prayers. They're safe prayers. They're, they're pr- prayers that are centered around us. They're bland. They're safe. And we say things like, God, be with us. And, and I am guilty of it. And I say it all the time, God, be with us. But you know his word says that he'd never leave you. He promised it. He promised he'd never leave you. So we should never concern ourselves with whether or not he's with us. Because we know that he always is. That's what the Bible said. Okay, so we pray these safe prayers. And, and, and I believe one of the greatest things that you can do for your prayer life is to start praying dangerous prayers. To pray with great faith because there's something about having faith and believing that it can happen. Two you know, weeks ago we talked about this prayer, search me God. See if there's anything in me that should not be. Search, show me my sins, lead me in the way of everlasting. We pray for a God to break us. We, we, we prayed, God, break me because he uses broken people. And then we said, God, send us. And we wanted to be like the prophet that said, here am I, Lord, send me. And then we moved into last week and we started talking about being bold. Make me bold today. Let me be bold in my faith. Let me be bold in sharing Jesus. Let me be bold in telling people the truth but doing it in love. Let me be bold. And then today we're going to talk about a prayer that a little boy prayed in the Old Testament. It's found in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 3. If you go in your Bible there with me this morning, 1 Samuel Chapter 3, I'm going to give you a little bit of context while you're going there. Samuel was a little boy who prayed this prayer. Maybe 11 or 12 years of age, so you can imagine grade 4, grade 5, okay? This child, he worked for the priest in the temple called Eli. And the problem is Eli had not been honoring God. He hadn't been honoring God. His whole household was out of control. Eli was in sin. He hadn't turned his heart back to God. He hadn't disciplined his home the way he needed to. He was not a good leader. So one day this little boy heard his name, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel woke up, heard his name and thought, who is that? I mean, could you imagine being in a deep sleep and hearing somebody call out your name and not knowing who it was? That's right. So he walked into the priest's room. Did you call for me? Did you say my name? He said, no, go back to bed. So Samuel went to bed. He heard it again. Samuel, Samuel. He woke up, went to the priest's room. Did you call for me? No, I did not call. Go back to bed. A third time. Samuel, Samuel. Priest, Eli, did you call for me? And then Eli, it hit him. Maybe God's trying to speak to him. When you go back to your room and you hear him speaking, I want you to pray a dangerous prayer. And this is what happens in 1 Samuel chapter 3, starting in verse 10. The Lord came and stood there calling as at the other times. Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel prayed. 
speak, for your servant is listening. This little boy prayed an incredibly dangerous prayer when he said to God, speak, your servant is listening. Speak to me, God, and I, and I really want to hear your voice. What's cool about this is that God spoke to Samuel in that moment. Because remember, God does not worry about age. He's not worried whether you're an 85-year-old adult or if you're an 8-year-old child. He will speak to anybody who's willing to listen. And if you're in a position where you say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. No matter the age, God will speak. God has spoken through my kids all the time. We're going to talk about that in, 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 in a moment. But before I kind of dive into this passage, I'm wondering today, and I'm going to ask you this question, how many times in the Bible did God speak and give an assignment and the assignment was easy? Hmm. I want you to think for just a moment, okay? And, and I want to ask you again, I want you to think about this. Think about every story in Scripture. When God would speak to somebody and say, here's what I want you to do. And they said, oh, that's an easy one, God. No problem at all. And I'm going to give you just a couple different, you know, you have, you have Noah. So God comes to Noah. Hey, Noah, build an ark. What's an ark? Well, I'm going to give you the blueprints. Well, there's no rain, but it's going to. And then I want you to go out. I want you to tell everybody about it. And then I want you to go find two of every kind of animal. I want you to bring them on this boat because there's coming a day when it's going to rain. Yeah, God, I'll get right to that right after lunch. That's so easy. Right? And then you've got, um, you have um, a Jonah who, who God said, hey, I want you to go speak to the most wicked, most perverse people you've ever met in your life. I want you to go tell them to either repent or die. Sure, God, that's great. That's really, that's really easy. Because God never speaks and gives an assignment, and that assignment is easy. Most every time it would challenge their faith. It would stretch them. It's never easy to hear. But if you have the faith, the courage to pray, speak to me, Lord. When God does, I hope you know that it will challenge you. That God will speak something to your spirit that it will challenge you. It will challenge who you are. It will challenge your relationship with Christ. What he asks you to do may seem completely impossible. But what I can promise you this morning is his voice will stretch you and teach you to depend on him and live with greater faith. With faith. And if we're supposed to live in this life with a greater faith, there's no better way to do that than to pray, God, hey, speak to me, Jesus. Your servant is listening. So here's what happens. You have Samuel who's, who, who, is, who just said, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And see, what God did not tell him in that moment was, okay, now, son, I just want you to know, just be on guard here. I'm about to bless the entire kingdom. I want you to think about this moment, okay? 11, 12-year-old boy. What God said to him. In chapter 3, verse 11. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. At that time, I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family. 
from beginning to end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever. You see, God had already told Eli. He, 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 he already told him what was wrong. He already told him what he was doing. He already told him what things that he needed to change. And he didn't change it. So now he had to speak to a little 11, 12-year-old boy who was the servant of the priest to go tell him, Hey, God came to me. He tried to tell you. You wouldn't listen. Now I have to be the one to tell you, the guy that I'm supposed to be serving under, what you're doing wrong. Now think about it. Hey, incredibly hard challenge for a fourth or fifth grade little boy, 11, 12 years old, to go to his mentor and say, God's about to punish you. Think about it for just a moment. He said, at that time we'll carry out against Eli everything, spoke against his family from beginning to end, for I told him I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons blasphemed God, and he failed to restrain them. Because as a leader of his house, we are responsible for teaching our children what they should do and how they should be. So, therefore, I swore to the house of Eli, the guilt of Eli's house will never be atoned for by sacrifice or offering. He said, Eli has been sinning against me. What he's doing is not right. He hasn't turned his heart or the people's heart back towards me. Therefore, I'm going to judge his household. I'm going to judge this nation. And I'm trusting you, little 12-year-old boy. I'm trusting you, little servant. I'm trusting you, little Samuel, to go tell him. Oh, now wait a minute. I didn't sign up for this. I just said I'm listening. I thought you were going to tell me something good here. But he said, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. In other words, I want to encourage you, don't pray this prayer. Speak, Lord. Don't pray for him to speak unless you want to hear what he has to say. <laughs> Think about it. Speak, Lord. I want to hear your voice. What I want to do is I want to take a step back for just a moment, and I want to talk about this prayer from a larger perspective. And what I hope you'll understand is, is that prayer in its essence is communicating with God, going before the throne room of grace in any form of real, meaningful communication. And it's not just a one-way deal. It's you speaking to God. And I think I'm, I'm going to argue this morning that sometimes we don't hear God speak because we talk too much. Have you ever dealt with your children and maybe I, I hope I'm the only one where I'm trying to tell them something and I can't get in a word because they just keep yapping and I'm like, hey, I'll tell you what you need to do. Just hold on a minute. And I think sometimes that's what happens to us. We come to God. God, I need this. God, I need that. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Heal my home. Heal sickness. Heal my spouse. Do all this. Make my mind right. And we pray all these things and he's like, hey, I'm going to do that. But just stop for a moment. Let me speak to you. Because in order to see all of that come, okay, son, that's great, but I need you to do this first. And you're not going to know your mission. You're not going to know what you're supposed to do unless you hear the voice of God speak. So the problem is not, is God speaking? The problem now becomes, are we listening? Are we listening to God? How And how do I hear the voice of God? What I want to do is I want to try and make this real easy because there's some times that God will speak to you in this audible voice. But sometimes it's not always that way. But when we pray this incredibly dangerous prayer, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Just be prepared for what he has to say. 
number one, if we're taking notes today, the first thing that I would encourage you to do is against everything in this culture to fight and to be still before God. Number one, to hear the voice of God, to allow Him to speak to you. The first thing you must do is pause and rest in His presence. To pause. In fact, Psalms tell us how to experience the presence of God. And let me tell you what it does not say. The Bible does not say be crazy and run rampant and you'll know that he is God. And it does not say be a, be a busy and don't ever let there be a downtime in your schedule and know that he is God. What the Bible says is to be still. To be still and know that I am God. Be still and know. That means pause, stop, be still. Don't do anything question for you. When's the last time that, that you watched TV for over an hour? When's the last time that you pulled out your phone and you were scrolling on social media for an hour? When's the last time that you did something for a whole hour? And then let me ask you this. When's the last time you turned everything off and just sat in his presence? You see, we get in this, and, and I'm telling on myself this morning, I want you, any, any, anybody in here to think that I'm saying you're wrong, you're wrong. No, I'm wrong. Because I sometimes I'll sit at home and I get tired and my kids are asleep and it's my only time to just relax. And I'll just get on my phone. And I, and I, and, and, and I tell myself, well, I'll just do it for just a couple minutes. Right? I'll just look at a couple people's profile. I'll just search around a little bit. And then, well, now i got to check the Braves and see how they're doing. Well, how's that, you know, um, a basketball team doing? How's my volunteers doing? Then, then i got to check this. And now it's not just Facebook. Now it's Instagram. Now i got to check out that and see what's going on. And before long, you're two hours into it. You're like, where'd the time go? And God's saying, you're too busy. You're too busy. You can't hear me speak because there's too much going on. You see, and most of us in here can say that we've done that recently. But when's the last time that you just paused and listened and you uh, were led by that scripture, be still and know that I am God. In fact, Jesus said this about prayer. He said that when you pray, do not like, do not be like those who are on the, uh, the uh, corners of the street who pray long and loud with impressive prayers for everyone else to see. They say things like, look how spiritual I am. But said he, he said, go into the privacy of your own prayer closet lock the door put everything out of your mind and in that moment just enjoy my presence when's the last time you closed yourself in a room shut off everything else around you and decided for a moment I'm just going to rest and hear him speak it's real quiet in here this morning be still and know that I am God. Okay, pastor, so you want me to be still? You want me to listen to the voice of God? Okay, am I going to hear this audible voice of the Lord? Am I going to hear him say, Samuel, you just might. I don't know. God's God. He can do anything he wants to, but not always. How might you hear from God? There's so many different ways. First and foremost, and maybe the most important, is that you need to realize that He will speak to you through His Word. 
through the word of God, he will speak to you. It is a living, it's active, it will convict you of anything in your life that's not right. It will correct you, it will guide you, it will comfort you, it will encourage you. And this Bible, this book right here will build your faith. It's God's living word. And as a matter of fact, what's the Bible say? It says in John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word what? Was God. John chapter 1, later on, it says the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. He is the Word. He will speak through His Word. We need to read the Word of God. I cannot tell you how important that is right there. If anything else... Just sit and open up the Bible and begin to read. What you'll find is the answers are right here. He will speak through his word. God also speaks through people. God might speak to you through a message. He might speak to you through a song that somebody wrote. He might speak to you through a close friend. I can't tell you how many times that God spoke to me through my parents. And it made me so mad because I never wanted to admit that they were right. Come on, somebody. But when I needed it the most, they would sit me down and they say, Chris, and I knew some truth bomb was about to be planted right inside here. How many times will God speak through people? God has spoken through my kids. There are sermons that I have preached where the illustration came from my children. There, and, 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 and it's just amazing that if you listen, God speaks through anything. He has spoken through my wife something something will happen during the week. It's happened more times than not, and I get stressed out about something. Because for those of you out there that think that a pastor's life is stress-free, you got something else coming for you. It's stressful. And I'll sit at home, I heard that. Okay, It is stressful. There's some days where I just want to just tune out everything and just go to just go, go to bed, turn out the lights, don't talk to me. It's stressful. And then my wife will walk in the room and say, what, didn't you just preach about that last week? <sighs> yes, ma'am. You know what I mean? God speaks through people. He'll also speak to you through your circumstances, through the trials that you have. And it's really cool because you think that there's no way you could ever do what you'd like to do. Then all of a sudden the door opens. And you realize, okay, I know I didn't just do that. That had to be God opening up some type of door. But then sometimes God closes doors. And we, we, we question, well, wait, wait a second, is that really God speaking to me? Absolutely it is. Because you don't know what God might be protecting you from. A closed door is just as much as God speaking than an open door. Thank you for closed doors. That's it's so taboo to kind of say, but thank you, God, for closed doors. Because I, we pray for him to order our steps. We pray for him to lead me along the right path. We pray for him to, to show us to do the right things. And then we think we're going, well, door closed. Okay, then we turn around. I thought that was you, God, but it wasn't. He's protecting you from something. Thank you for closed doors. I can't even begin to tell you the different stories that God has used in my life to teach me things. Things that you just can't make up. 
that the only way that it can happen is if God does it. And you look back and, and, and after the fact that are just blown away at the detail that God orchestrated to get his point across. God does some amazing things when, when you listen to him. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. God will also speak to you through his spirit. How so? For those that know Jesus or you're spiritually new, let me explain it. The spirit can communicate. Your spirit can communicate with God's spirit. And that's why when you just kind of ask God to guide you, to direct you, to speak to you, you'll have this most unusual sense or prompting and you something you can't explain it, but you'll say things like, I don't know why, but I just feel prompted to do this. Well, I don't know why, but God has told me to bless you with this. And let me tell you something. When God prompts that on your heart, you better obey and you better do it. Because you don't know what type of situation that person might be going through. And the very gift that you have to give them could pull them out. If God speaks any, it's just an amazing thing. I don't know why, Seth, but he, God just told me to text you today and say, I'm praying for you. How many times have, have we called people because they've been on our mind? How many times have we texted people because they've been on our mind? And it's because the Holy Spirit will just drop that word inside your spirit. And it, here, here's the crazy part. This is what I like to do. I'd, I'd like to get up in the mornings and I like to say, God, give me somebody today that I can encourage. Give me somebody today that I can text or, some, or somebody that I can call just to give them a little word of encouragement. And believe it or not, God will give you a name if you'll listen. God will give you somebody to speak to if you'll just listen. Here's the bottom line. The more you listen for God's voice, the better you're able to discern it. Because haven't you also been able to discern things that maybe just aren't right? Well, I just can't explain it, but I don't think I'm supposed to do that. I don't know quite just yet why I feel that way, but let me tell you something. It's because you've opened your heart to say, God, speak. Your servant is listening, and he will put in your spirit. He'll speak to your spirit and discern in you what is right and what is not right. But it only gets us to that point when we're willing to listen. So the first thing you have to do to listen to God is to be still. To be still and know He is God. Number two, you have to be willing. Be willing to do whatever it is that God leads you to do. Be willing. And I don't know, but my, 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 my prayers are often, you know, God do this. It's like this wish list. And if I were you, God, this is how I'd do it. And God, if you knew what you were doing, it'd be done like this, right? And, and what if instead of going to God with our list of, 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 of things we want him to do, what if we came before him with a blank sheet of paper and said, God, whatever you want, I'm going to sign this blank contract. Because what's a contract do? A contract, when you sign it, obligates the other person to fulfill what's on that contract. 
And so what we like to do in our prayer time is to say, okay, God, here's my list of things that I want done. I'm going to sign this. I'm going to give it to you. And this is what I'm asking for. This is what I'm looking for. But here's what God wants. God wants you to have a heart to come to him with a blank contract, sign your name down on it, and say, God, whatever it looks like, whatever it sounds like, whatever it smells like, I don't care what it is, but here's my name on a piece of paper with no list of demands. I'm willing to do whatever it is you want me to do. God just might say that when you come into a place with him where you say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. He might say, well, one of your list of demands here might be, well, God, I've been praying for my son to come back to church. I've been praying for my daughter to come back to church. I've been praying and I believe it today as as clear as any other day that I've ever lived. That when I started praying at the end of last year, into the beginning of this year, that this would be a year of sons and daughters. That God would start to bring them home. So we start to say things like, well, where are they? I've been asking for it for years. Because we've given God this list of, of things that we want him to do. We sign it and say, God, I'm not happy until you do this. But what he wants is he wants you to sign a blank contract that say, God, I'm willing to serve in the children's program. I'm willing to serve on that usher team. I'm willing to serve on a greeter team. I'm willing to sing on the praise team. I'm willing to play in the band because what you might not realize is you might be pouring into somebody else in a different ministry that God may be raising up to lead your son back to Jesus. All we have to do is step into obedience of what God wants us to do and be willing to do whatever he says. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. I don't want to just come to church. I want to be the church. And Number three, after we've been still, after we've been willing and then we got to be ready. Because when it's time to march, we got to march. When it's time to go, we got to go. And this part is incredibly important to be ready. Because when God speaks, he wants it done right then. I want you to think about little Samuel. Who was just given this message to go to his mentor and tell him everything that he had been doing wrong. And say that God's about to punish you. Do you think that it was easy for him to do it? Think about an 11-year-old boy, 12-year-old boy. But I want you to see what happens to him. I'm not going to preach long today. I'm going to close here in just a couple minutes. But I want you to see what he's saying. I want you to see what happens. He says, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So God tells Samuel what to say. And then Samuel does this in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse number 18. So Samuel told him everything. Hiding nothing from him. Then Eli said, he is the Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. Now I want you to catch what happens next. Because I can only imagine the fear that Samuel had going to his mentor and saying this. But when we walk in obedience to the voice of God, when we hear what what he has to say, and when we do 
what he has told us to do. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up and let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground because he is a God that will not go back on his word. I need somebody to understand that today. That whatever he has spoken, it will happen. We must walk in obedience to his word and do what his word says. And when we do, none of his words will fall to the ground. God's true to it. He'll never fail you. You have to remember, God never gave an assignment to anyone in scripture that was easy for them to fulfill. God may speak to you and he may reveal something to you about yourself that you didn't really want to acknowledge. Here's my sinfulness, God. Here's where I'm wrong, God. I'm sorry. God may spur you to do something that you really don't feel qualified to do. God is leading you to lead a ministry and you might not have ever prayed out loud before. God may spark you to go back to school or change careers or reach out to somebody, invite them to church. He might even tell you to go public with your faith. Or he may even tell you to forgive somebody that's wronged you. I'm telling you, whatever God speaks, you do it. But don't pray that prayer unless you're ready to hear what he has to say. Why is it a dangerous prayer? Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Because the prayer will stretch you. It will stretch you. It will cause you to be better it might make you feel unsettled you will feel uncomfortable but it will stretch your faith and let me tell you something we're preaching we were praying to a God that loves you that loves everything about you and only wants the best for you speak for your servant is listening Seth if you'll come Joe you can come too if you want I want to share a quick story And then we're going to pray. Because God did all of this to me in like one week. (laughs) There's some really cool things that are happening in the church. Some really cool things that the council and I are talking about. And I hope and pray that in the next couple weeks we can come to you and share with you all this exciting and amazing and wonderful news. And it's things that when you hear it, you say that it can only be God. It can only be God that I can't explain how it's happened the way it has, but it's only God. Let me tell you what happened on Monday of last week. I got a call probably four or five months ago to be on this committee for the NBA basketball team here in town to plan out a faith night that they have for the OKC Blue, which is their kind of like minor league team. It's, a, it's, it's, it's the G League. And then also for their NBA team. And I, we all sat, we just met once, it wasn't a big deal, but we all sat around a table and over in their corporate offices and we began to talk about things that we can do and it ended there. We all went home fine, great and dandy, right? Then I get a call Monday, hey, Pastor Chris. How about you open prayer uh, before the game for the OKC Blue? Uh, 
okay? <laughs> you know when you get that call and you realize you're going to be in this arena with a bunch of people, you legs start to shake, a little, you know, just, just, just a tad bit and you really don't want to. And I've been praying, God, speak. Your servant's listening. God, open up doors for us to be able to reach more people. God, provide opportunities and avenues where we can share about Jesus. And we say speak, but remember, don't pray that prayer unless you're willing to, to, to hear what he has to say. So, this lady calls me, and I'm like, because remember, number two, after you prayed the prayer, you got to be willing. Okay, God, I'll do it. So, I, so my voice cracks a little because I'm nervous. I told the lady on the phone, yeah, I'll do it. What do you need from me? Well, I need you to do this, do that. I need you to show up at this time, wear like a, um, a business casual type thing. Jacket, jeans is fine. Okay, great. I can do that. That's fine. So... God gave me some incredible peace during the week until I got there last night and I got nervous again because mind you it's in this arena and you, you want to say the right thing when you pray for God to speak he will and when he speaks to over you got to be willing then when it comes time to do it, you got to be ready. So it came about 10 minutes before tip-off. And they gave me a microphone and they said, it's your time. You don't realize how tall those guys are until you get out there. They're like giants. I felt like David and there were like 20 um, Goliaths around me. They're huge. And it was a 25... 30 second prayer I don't know but in that moment in front of however many people were there I got to share the love of Jesus Christ because when you when, when, when you pray God speaks you have to be willing and then when it comes time you got to be ready and bold He rewards an obedient heart. And I don't know who needs to hear this this morning. It might be one, it might be ten, I don't know. But you're saying, God, speak to me. I don't know where else to go. I don't know where else to turn. say next, where to go next, what to do next. I'm trying. God, I need you. Please, please, God, speak to me. 